Hello and welcome to Tracks, your new favourite podcast, bringing you music and laughter every Tuesday. I'm Tim. And I am Harry. And this is episode 007. I've been wanting to say that for ages. So, I'm back. For anyone who was worried why or concerned mm. by the fact that there wasn't an intro and outro on the last episode. No. It's because I have been struck down <laughs> by seasonal illness. Yeah, it's both of us now. Yeah. So what did we talk about this week? What did we talk about this week? That's a very good question, Harry. Uh, we talked about one-hit wonders, mm. right? Some good, some bad, some songs we'd forgotten. Mm. And for anyone out there who... Uh, likes the technical side of things. Mm. I believe this is Harry's golden hour so far. I feel like the the editing on this episode I put is a little something bit more special. Also, we told people the great news but they if they follow us on anything social media they know. But have we told people the great news of being on new and noteworthy? Oh yeah. yeah. We have peaked now <laughs> so far at number two on yeah. The iTunes podcast music category. Right next New to and Noel. Noel. Noel Gallagher, despite only having four episodes and packing it in, yeah. evidently, <laughs> is still topping the charts. <laughs> but he is no longer new nor noteworthy. No. I think we should just pack in and go into the episode when we're probably more eloquent than we are now. Absolutely. So, thanks for listening. Enjoy. See you on the flip side. B-side. B-side. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's begin. Sometimes I'm taking a drink and I'm like talking and I can hear that I'm just going, so yeah, that's what. <laughs> and then I can hear my gulp and I'm like, this is bloody awful. What am I doing? I like the, I like the um, illusion that we're in a pub. Yeah. I would almost. Be tempted to put in like some a uh, bed of pub background talking. music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some darts in the background. <laughs> a frame machine gun. Ding, 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 ding. Three Jager bombs. You had some. Sorry, love the fucking Johnny machines broken. Sorry, sorry, catch you, catch you the bathroom, love. <laughs> yeah. You fancy that, do ya? Fancy a world. Alright. Lads. We're on tour, lads. So, have you got a uh, musical highlight of the week, Carrie? And now we go into the script. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have got a song. And uh, it is Gimme the Love by Jake Bug. Okay. And I have nothing else to say about it. But I do. Um... His second album didn't quite do it for me. And I feel like a lot of people felt the same. And I think he did. Yeah, I don't even I don't really remember it, I've got to be honest. Like Well, exactly. I don't really know what it was, but I just wasn't because I loved his first album. Like every song on it. Yeah. I loved that there was a mix of these old kind of country songs, these yeah. slow songs and then these little like fast-paced ones, like Lightning Bolt and stuff. And there's nothing about his singing uh, inflection that irritates you in any no. way. No, not at all. I mean, it's 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 a divisive thing. I is think it's only, nice to hear. The um, only reason I raise it is not to say that I hate it. I think I quite like it in some songs. What's 
the I seen it all. He says something See about. He says no, it's not even that one, is it? He I says something know. about um in one of the songs on the first album. He says something about hiding from the feds or running from the feds. Yeah, yeah. In his fake American accent, and that. I think that's in two fingers. And that to me is just a little bit too far. It's like it's straying into, you know, you're the people who Fake Tales of San Francisco is about. Mm. Like, you've got a. It's a difficult line, and I completely accept that a lot of the greatest uh, guitar music has been delivered with an American inflected vocal. That's fine, Mm. but. I think a lot of people like A bit of it. honesty about it as well. You know, Jay Bug, you don't say feds, mate. You just don't. There's no way. So you think it comes off a little bit fake? Yeah, and cheesy. Yeah. And like, lacks authenticity. Which, you know, it's, it's one of the things that okay. kind of indie artists try and sell themselves on. Yeah. And you know, well, he does. He's, a, he's an outspoken guy and is very... Very happy to uh, criticise other acts. Which, again, is fine. I've got no problem with that. But I feel like if you're criticising other people for being inauthentic and then saying feds in an American accent, then you're a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> and it it's a bit of a turn-off Didn't, for me, um, personally. Noel Gallagher just came out the other day because he was a big advocate for Jake Bug. I think because of the Northern thing and the, the, you know, the, the lower-class kind of musician coming through and uh although technically <laughs> jake bug isn't northern as we no. as we heard in his new song how does he say nottingham nottingham <laughs> i can't, I can't remember <laughs> yeah he's got a great delivery of the word nottingham anyway which is midlands not north for no. any um pernickety listeners yes of course but for me north of london is northern <laughs> if it's not watford <laughs> it's north. um so with this release of give me the love and i think on my one on my one basically he seems to me like he's brought out these two singles from his newest album which isn't out yet um, where he's basically saying look here's a little bit of what I was like in number one but here's a little bit of what I'm going to be doing next and he's this the song that I've chosen is quite um, it sounds like an old 90s uh, rock like classic indie rock band so I think with the, this new album, he's obviously going to have something more to give, and I really enjoy it. It's quite upbeat, and um, it reminds me of that kind of the Happy Mondays era, where it was all a bit mixing dance yeah. with um, cool, like a guitar band. Yeah, and that's that's great. I think, and I I actually really like this song. Mm. To you know, every response to everything you said about Jake Bug so far, I. I've probably sounded quite negative and like I don't like him, but I actually do. I think no, generally no. speaking, he's he's very talented. He's a great songwriter. Yeah, I think that's what I was saying though. With Noel Gallagher, he's come out and said apparently he was annoyed because Jake Bug had help writing songs in his second album, which maybe makes sense as to yeah. why. Yeah, maybe. Like if he has, and I'm not saying he has, it's all conjecture, but. If he has had help, it, maybe that makes sense as to why the songs haven't been, for me, as good as the first. I do also think there's a very... He's a very interesting case in point, Jake Bug, in that, you know, people... And I know a lot of people who, you know, can really connect to something like White Denim, which is 
early white denim which is very instrumental and it's that kind of stuff that they connect to but i think for both of us we are lyrics guys Mm. you know we like hearing uh people saying something story behind it yeah and you know the fact of the matter is that jake bug is very very young and when he brought out his first Mm. record specifically he was extremely young so 18 19 I, i feel like he was like 17 when he started to you know get some attention and you know to maybe have one album worth of experiences possibly but to have two albums worth of experiences you know to still have something to say and a second record you know that's difficult you know Mm. what what do you talk about we are are definitely going to have a podcast on the difficult second album yeah but i think i think for young artists like that it is hard to continue to have something to say you know bombay bicycle club certainly certainly achieved that but mm. lots of younger artists you know what what are you what have you lived what have you got also to when they about? when they hit when they hit it so hard with the first album and yeah. it's a huge hit well it's that big it's success that... You, it's going to be daunting to come up with something that yeah people are going to love as much it's that funny thing? i remember hearing um do you know soak the irish uh yes the girl yeah mm. very very good nominated for mercury prize this year yeah um but was on Six Music talking about this album and saying that, saying, you know, I've been writing, I've been writing music since I was, I, don't know, I can't remember what age I was, 12, 13. So by this point, I've got six years of material to work with. And it's sort of, it spans my whole teenage experience. But potentially in 18 months, you know, to two years, I'm going to be expected to put out another album. Am I going to have enough experiences to put out that second album? You know, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. And I think it is a, you know, you can... Obviously, it still has to be a good album. You can't just say, it's all right to put out shit. But at the same time, you can give people a bit of a pass, I think, because if we're looking for them to actually have something to say, then it's okay if Jake Bog didn't really have anything to say yeah. for his second album. And now he's well, had a bit is, of space. And... Like, as just as you're kind of saying, with the second album, I think, like, the music was technically good on there. Yeah. But it just seemed a bit disingenuine. Yeah. Like, as you say, maybe because he didn't have yeah. as much to say and you, you didn't hear and think and understand it as much as the first. Yeah. Or get as much from it. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that definitely but speaks hopefully, true. Yeah. Hopefully he's back with with more to say and, you know, the kind of great songwriting. I hope so, because I want to get back into them. Yeah. You want to have more tracks that you can cover on Lewis High Street on a <laughs> tiny little stage. <laughs> and claim that I've um, played with Mumford & Sons. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's a story for another time. It's something, <coughs> listeners, you have no idea what we're on about. No. So should we take a quick listen to... Yeah. Play some, it. Some J-Biz. Let's play it now. Speak lies and rounds about the old days Keeping rich just to make new ways
So what have you got to show for this week's <laughs> class? What have you got to show for yourself? <laughs> My, you know, I always, I feel like this is, this is episode seven and probably musical highlight number five or something. And yeah. I'm yet to choose something which is actually music. Everything comes from a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sw- swerve from choosing something from a TV show. Yeah. So, uh, but I've gone for a podcast this week. Lovely. And for, um, I like that we're getting into this territory. Yeah. For listeners that don't know, um, we are podcasters obviously, and we spend a ridiculous amount of time off air, off mic, uh, discussing podcasts to the extent where we've considered old ones. Yeah. Yeah. We've considered a number of times saying, Fuck the the music podcast. <laughs> we need to. I was genuinely okay. thinking about this today, thinking we can't do a weekly podcast about podcasts. Surely, I think we could, because we talk about podcasts for hours every time. Stop talking about American things. But yes, my highlight kind of leads in to well, it's very nicely actually into this week's theme, um. which we haven't actually mentioned at this stage. No, I don't think unless we did in the intro. The, the title will certainly say so. Oh yeah, so we're talking. You all know we're talking one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. And this week I listened to a really brilliant podcast, one I love very much, mm. from one of my favourite podcast outlets, Gimlet Media. Mm. Lovely guys, <laughs> never met, but they make some good stuff. But there's a podcast called Surprisingly Awesome, and each week they one of them brings a subject that sounds really really boring and has to convince the other person why it's interesting wow so like one week there was like mold um i can't remember what the other i can't think off the top of my head what the other subjects were but it's always these kind of things um but one of them was and I, I feel like we should introduce this the same way they did on the podcast, so I'm not even going to say the name of the song. We're just going to play it a little bit now. I get knocked down, but I get up again. That was Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Yeah. Classic 90s. I think everyone would have heard that. Cheese. Everyone knows it. And just knew. Yeah. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're, You're never, never going to knock me down. down. Keep I mean, me down. You are <laughs> going to knock me down. That's the point of the song, Harry. I will get knocked down. Because uh, I will... Too many drinks, too many drinks. Yeah. So it's about that song and that band and why they're not just like a 90s, horrible, generic, poppy, one-hit wonder. They're actually a really interesting band who mm. have this amazing backstory. From... And had Cher sing on their song. Yeah, that's... <laughs> because to to inform listeners of what Harry's talking about, it emerged this week that most of the music he knew as a child was Cher. 
and therefore every song he heard with a female vocal assumed it was, was Cher singing on it. On a tape player. On a cassette player. Um, and all we ever had is tub thumping. And my mum loved Cher. So I just assumed that she was all... She was singing on every song with a <laughs> female vocalist. Every female song. Go on, Cher. <laughs> You're mixing it up this week. She's got a single every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're a really interesting band. They they have like, for a start, their roots are punk, and you hear their early stuff, and it's really really punk. And they play some bits on this podcast of what they sounded like in the beginning, mm. and they basically they were formed when uh, a few guys found this old Victor- Victorian house and decided to basically abandoned the Victorian house and just decided to move into it and then everyone who came they were like we've got this idea for a band do you want yeah. to join and they just kind of built up these all these kind of like-minded people with very socialist ideas and they had this basically this plan to uh get their message out to the west uh about how things didn't have to be the way they are you know capitalism wasn't the answer and yeah, I, I'm not. I've I've already. It's hilarious that they wanted to get that message across, but, it's but a, it's people a, listen to that song and just like he wants a whiskey drink, he wants a lager. Yeah. They're not thinking about the message. No, they are just shouting. The, the song's about. Um, it's not necessarily about a political message. That particular song, although a lot of their other songs are. After listening to the podcast, I went and listened to found some stuff I could online. Of they had. Um, some kind of very, very straight back music with really kind of uh, with the political message right out front where it was very, very obvious. Whereas that this was just about, um, you know, seeing beauty in the kind of life of the normal working man in the right. north. That's kind of what it's about and not uh, vilifying these people and, yeah, celebrating uh, a certain demographic, the working class man. You're everyday man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's what the song was about, but obviously it was a huge pop hit and there's there's interesting bits in the podcast as well about obviously they have this very kind of alternative progressive agenda, but to get that song out and to get it, the recognition it did get, they signed with EMI, right. the biggest of the big, and they had previously featured on a compilation called Fuck EMI, so... That mm. wasn't really the road they wanted to go down, but they had a message that they wanted to project. We're obviously the wrong age group for for the fans of Chumbawamba, but did you know any other song of theirs apart from Tap Thumping? I knew nothing, which is why no. it was really interesting to me. And I feel like a lot of people won't. Yeah. Who will listen to this? But all I can say is what I've said already and what I will continue to say does it no justice. So really go and listen to it because. It's amazing. It's an amazing podcast. They go and talk to scholars who have studied, you know, the political landscape in the late eighties, early nineties in England. You know, there's stuff about Thatcher, there's stuff about the miners' strike. All these things kind of come into and to make this song that you think of as just this absolute throwaway song, right? And it's amazing. So yeah, go and listen to it. Surprisingly awesome. Episode four tub thumping I can't recommend it highly enough and the only reason I'm regretting saying this is you'll realise what a shoddy 
pointless operation this is that we're putting out when people are doing really brilliant historical journalism investigative work yeah. on these old musicians and we're here drinking grolsch <laughs> so listen to them they know yeah, what they're they, doing these guys are good <laughs> um so yeah that's my musical highlight of the week and i feel like it uh lends itself very well to what we're gonna continue to talk about through the rest of the podcast which is one hit wonders yeah and the reason i think it lends itself well is because we are not saying the bands we're going to talk about never made anything else and we're not saying no. they weren't important and they weren't popular and they didn't have fans there's a you know we're generalizing on people have a a full career right yeah but i think what we're saying is the bands we're talking about made a great song a really, really great song, which stands the test of time, and the rest of their material a song never that really has and will it forever reverberate through time. Yeah, and people may just not know anything else they've done yeah, because they, you know, they will probably admit themselves they never quite hit those heights again. Yeah, and that's fine. Some of the people we talk about certainly would admit that. Yeah, so we're going to talk about one hit wonders. Lovely. So, the odd thing about this um, episode yeah. uh, concept is that, by definition, one-hit wonders are kind of hard to remember. You know, we were talking the other week about how, like, Egyptian hip-hop and uh, Late of the Pier, like... Can get even, lost. Even them, you kind of... they You lose them in some back reaches of your memory... And it's hard to summon them again. So when you're then trying to think of a band that you liked one song of a long time ago, well, it could not be a long time ago, but I feel like it's to just be a... deemed a one-hit wonder, there has to be a certain amount of time passed. Mm. So there's a kind of a funny disconnect of like, oh yeah, I'm sure there's loads of those that I, those are songs by bands that only like one of them. Yeah, it's, it's it tends to be when you go to a club or a night yeah. out it's, oh! or a party. It's, I know this, yeah. or someone, yeah. someone. It's usually the later period of a party yeah. around your two AMs when everyone's put all the songs they like on, and they're yeah. like, well, "Let's put all the classics on," and then they'll start putting yeah. Jumble Wamba and that out. Yeah, or and when you just put your iTunes on shuffle, and it's like, yeah. "Where did this Christ. come from?" I'm excited, <laughs> but where did this come from? Yeah. So, I think, should we start with more recent things? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna offer this, which I know you'll respond well to. Offer it. No. Slightly unfair place to start because just looking at their Spotify profile, I actually know that the second song 
which is Song Away. I yeah. also really like. Song Away. Yeah. Song Away. Song Away. But I think uh, they were one of the first things that came to my mind because I absolutely adored that song. I, I loved it so much when it first came out. And we're talking, I don't know, 2009 maybe, 2008, something like that. So... I was. This is um, Matt said who? Too, oh, it's too hockey. Too fake. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. A band called Hockey, of which I know almost nothing. Yeah, I only know them because of White Denim, because they would be in the um, similar as I think on. Oh really? Hill Spotify days. Because they're not. <laughs> really? Well, they're not that they're, similar. No, to but they're on, they're on their. Um, yeah, they're, they're on that list of uh, yeah. similar. No, I mean artists. there may there may be connections. I just mean. White Denim are a very different band to what Hockey yeah. were. Mm. But um, maybe it's also the time that I would listen to both of them. Yeah, sure. Have a... Certainly, first White Denim album was probably around the time that. Yeah. And they've got a name drop for the second time today, so you're very welcome, White Denim. Uh, yeah, so I think that probably um, kind of emphasises how difficult it is to think of these. It's actually those, that band is always, you know, we were talking about the party thing earlier. That is one of the ones I will always put on in the end and no one yeah. will know what it like, is. Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> I, I often have people just changing it because they had no idea what it is. That's um, the worst. It's worse. And I try to pick the top one so people will, yeah. early, I'll be like, you know this, come on, you know it. Yeah, there's like a certain, don't. there's a certain glory in like, dancing on your own till the end of the song you've picked yeah there's just pure shame in when someone else turns up and puts it turns it off it's like i'm doing this for everyone else here and yeah. you're just like especially when they put a song on and everyone's like yeah this one i'm like ah yeah get out so have you got anything else recent that you would count as a uh as a one-hit wonder i do go i have somebody i used to know by gautier gautier Got ya. How do we say these words? Got ya. Got ya. I got, got ya, mate. <laughs> um, I always, I said earlier, this is my, um, what was the president that got shot? JFK. Yeah. This is my where were you when JFK was killed moment. Where were you? <laughs> when Everyone JFK knows. was killed, you were listening to Gotcha. <laughs> I went back to 63 or whatever it was. <laughs> I was um, in a time machine listening to Gotcha. I always think that everyone knows around what they were doing and where they were when they first heard this. It's because um, I certainly do. I have that recollection of what, exactly what I was doing. Maybe I feel like everyone else does. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It wasn't that much of a seminal moment in my life. I feel like everyone knows this song, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they... It's, I certainly remember... It's, it, it, the thing about this song is that it people only really probably listen to it for a certain small amount of time, yeah. which is why they can look back and think, yeah, yeah, well, that sure. is the time that, I listen to it. That's absolutely true. I, I can't remember when I first heard it, but I do remember a period of time before I heard it where there was, like, references popping mm. up to it and, like, the odd video and... Like seeing little things of it and just being like, what is this? Mm. And then finally giving in and listening to it. Yeah. But I feel like the moment I listened to it was probably just me in bed at 11 <laughs> o'clock eating crisps <laughs> with my headphones in. in the, <laughs> like the bleak yeah. existence that I lead. 
yeah. yeah, listening to. I was um and the in the first year of uni and everyone was going a bit crazy for it and you would just hear it and it, you'd walk in the halls and then you'd, every other room had it on, and um, <coughs> my little um band, the halls at the time, decided that we were going to try and cover it, and uh, you realise when you go and play it, very boring to play. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just um our bass player wasn't happy. No. Boom, it's, a, boom, it's very repetitive. Boom, isn't boom, it? boom, boom, it's boom. also I can't even remember. It's apparently a rip off or something, but I can't even remember what it is. Is it like a nursery rhyme or something? Oh, yeah. ba, ba, black sheep, have you any more? Yes, uh, three bags full. Yes, it is. I've just realised, <laughs> which is interesting, isn't it? Because like, did he hear that song and think I'm going to modernise that? I genuinely I'm gonna think turn that he's, into a number one hit. he's just, he's come up with a melody, boom, 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 and he's, he's gone, I've got an absolute killer here, yeah. I've absolutely come up with the best melody ever, and then probably three months after the album came out when everyone was like, oh, this yeah. is similar to that, he's like, fuck, yeah. it's very similar. It's an annoying, <laughs> I, I know, I know for a fact it's an annoying moment because I've once, a friend of mine who's in a band, Mm. has sent me one of their new songs and I've said oh it's really like this and sent them the song that they yeah. basically quite off. strongly um, I mean in a, a court of law would probably rule in the previous <laughs> artist's favour <laughs> and I felt bad for it it's like, I didn't rip anyone off but I've just ruined your mm. moment of inspiration or you saved them from legal Issues later yeah. on down the line. Yeah, and look at it like that. I mean, just look at uh, Robin. You saved Thick. thousand pounds. Look at Robin and Thorell. Mm. I just said Thorell. I know. I just <laughs> he said Thorell, <laughs> the bastard. Um, I really didn't like that thing. What that all the that your song is just like this. I thought there was a little bit of similarity there. Yeah. They've obviously heard. I it. didn't like it because it wasn't that similar. No, I didn't like it because off the top of my head, I could think of like. Five more songs. I felt like they were just that were more ripoffs. Than the that. family had run out of cash, and they just thought, "Let's uh, rein in this." Eh? Whose family was it? Um, was it Marvin Gaye? Maybe. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> I mean, they they cashed in from that. Let's Marvin Gaye and get it on anyway. So. Yeah. They should have just waited a year, and the the dollars were rolling. So. I, I'm pretty sure they they made another claim. Yeah, they moved on someone. <laughs> <laughs> just like three months later they had like, made another claim on something I'd like to imagine they'd invented their own mad version of Shazam where it's like <laughs> find the roots <laughs> so yeah go to yay go to yay yay and uh, that's what I've gone for There's, before we move uh, back in time, there's a couple that I would like to give special mention to. Okay. One, because I love it 
and I feel like it should have been way more popular. Mm-hmm. Which is the Blood Arm suspicious character. I don't know if you know this track. No. I feel like you might know when you listen to it. Possibly. But this was brilliant, and this is like... Um, it's funny because I remember I have a memory of walking through school corridors with this going through my headphones and there couldn't possibly have been a less accurate um, depiction of me at school than the, the lyrics to the song. before or after people started throwing you around in the hallway as they... What, but, uh, no, what was it called when people were either side? I don't know. You could Pinball! Yeah, you couldn't get through to one yeah. side of the school to no. the other without getting pushed I remember, around. I remember arriving at school fairly fairly early. There was, like, people uh, kind of uh, sparsely <laughs> around the corridors. And I was just walking past them, headphones in, sort of a bit of a strut on, listening to this. Whilst in my core, I knew it would never be the truth. I love that you were listening to that at school. <laughs> I love imagining myself. Just, just I, I could see you strutting. Yeah. So it's, it's got a bit... Sort of winking at someone as they just kind of turn away and well. disgust. Yeah. In my head, I'm part of some, like, rubbish MTV teen drama, like, hey. Tim, you're, you're the little boy from Freaks and Geeks. I've never seen Freaks and Geeks. Oh, my God, you got to see Freaks and Geeks. I can't it's wait to see Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> I feel like that's the new name for the podcast. Yeah? Yeah. No, what was it called? The Hard Times of RJ Burger. Hang on, what was... That's the film? No. No, it's TV series. Yeah. And he has a really big penis or something. <laughs> yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got a spectacularly enormous penis. I think I've seen... That had like two, two series or something. Yeah, the first series was really good. The second <laughs> series was... Uh, yeah. But, mm. good show, and I can't remember why I was trying to bring it up, so... You just reminded yourself that you were him. No, because he had an enormous penis, <laughs> and I don't have that. <laughs> and he also ended up going out with, like, the really popular girl, which yeah. I also didn't. Okay, so if you're going for that, I have to admit, I haven't heard the song before in my life. Yeah, it illustrates the fact that they're probably a one-hit wonder. But it, a good one. It does. That's a great track. It was very. It was in the. It was in the moment of um, me also being very, very into the first Gym Class Heroes album. So it's got a similar feel, the kind of indie hip hop pop kind of vibe. Bit cheesy, but good. Were the Hoosiers. Did they have a one hit wonder or were they just a one. Goodbye, Mr. They had a few though, didn't they? They were a bizarrely popular band for a while. They were. They played at my university. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Did you see our, them for our summer ball? Yeah. You saw them. Yeah. You saw the Hoosiers in real life. Yeah. 
like you know six, I did, like four years I'm after ju- they were big. Moment parts of my memory are just bursting out that I had completely left behind. I saw them at the Isle of Wight festival and they kicked out big uh, plastic balls into the wow. crowd. As I also saw them. What a bizarre thing to who, have both seen Who that sang band. Pumped Up Kicks? Uh, Foster the People. Yeah! I remember them. I don't know, you were talking about the Hoosiers, and they reminded me of Foster the People, because the first album I, I heard and liked, and I went to see them at Reading, and they were like the best live show I'd ever seen. Really? Yeah, and I, was, I wasn't a big fan at all, but they because were Because you hadn't seen many live shows, or because they were great? <coughs> they were great. Okay. They were playing before the Maccabees, that's why we were waiting to see them, just trying to get near the front. And they play. I was like, oh my god, this is like the best band I've ever seen. But this is another, you know, I feel like a lot of this episode is going to be spent sort half making fun of bands who had one good song and a load of rubbish ones. Mm. But it's also, that's a really good, I think, um, point to make that these are... These are talented guys, yes, exactly. and you know they can all probably a lot of these people put on an amazing live show. Mm. I like the idea that everyone's got a, fa- a different favorite band, and someone's favorite band out there could be Foster the People. Someone's favorite band yeah, out there is probably the Hoosiers. Yeah, you know. I often think that when I think about like average bands that I like, uh, I can't think of any on the top of my head. But That's let's awesome. say the Wombats, right? Yeah. Somebody out there, that is the top, tippity-toppiest yeah. of bands out there. Yeah. And I, mean, I, that, I, I love that, that yeah. there's bands that I just don't really care about anymore or just never did care about. Yeah. And for somebody, that is the best that it can get. Yeah. But the, one like, ba- the Wombats have a very special place in my heart. Sorry, me too. Moving to New York is always going to be they were the, the best song ever. When me and my lovely girlfriend had been together for about... A week, maybe two weeks. They were the first <laughs> the first gig we ever went to see together was the Wombats, so I will always love that band. And as you say, moving to New York is a classic. Yeah. And also I'm definitely gonna play it on the plane when I move to New York. <laughs> yeah. And followed by the greatest song with New York in the title. And no, I don't mean New York, New, New York. York. <laughs> I mean Taylor Swift, Welcome to New York. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Mm. It's the best. It's the best. Don't have to turn that down now. <laughs> that, that means I've got to go into something and start moving things around. A lot of my choices are reasonably... There's certainly... I've Okay, I'm going to go with one that I was surprised that they this person never really had something else. And it is Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight. I I mean, I'm going to say two things in response to this. Yeah. One, one of my favourite songs ever. Yeah. I, I, I adore it more than I can put into words. Two, I want no part in the declaring Gene Knight as a one-hit wonder because I'm absolutely terrified that that might not be the case. Well, I'm... I want Harry to take all the flack if everyone hates us Yeah, fair enough, okay? I'm going to take it. But here's my clarification. Mr. Big Stuff is a, you know, most popular track on Spotify. You know, that doesn't always say so much. Um, but there's every song below that, mm-hmm. one of them is Mr. Big Stuff... <laughs> another version yeah. one of them is it's a you... classic sign <laughs> if the same song gets in again in the top five you're in trouble one of them is 
You Think You're Hot stuff. <laughs> and it's basically <laughs> the same song. Um, and then one is Do Me, which sounds like it's either a carbon copy and she's trying to do something similar, or it's a cover, or it's just another song. Sure. But it's... There's definitely something in here that says <laughs> nothing really happened apart from that. And again, like we've said, I'm not saying that she wasn't a great musician. Sorry, was that... Was there a song called Nothing Really Happened Apart From That? No. Oh, I was so excited for that to be the fifth song. <laughs> it's like, there's four Mr. Big Stuff covers. Well, Mr. Big Stuff and then three different ones. And then number five is Nothing Really Happened Apart From That. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that was my only one. Um, yeah, like, I'm not saying that she wasn't great. I mean, she's got a best of album and... Which is know, Mr. Big Stuff, all 14 different stuff. mixes. But um, I, we'll play that here. And for anyone who, like me, was born in the early 90s and spent the late 90s and the early noughties uh, watching Soccer AM, we're going to do the catwalk to this, right? Yeah. Go. <laughs> So yeah, Mr. Big Stuff, Gene Knight, and again I apologise if she's actually had thousands of <laughs> she's actually amazing a legend. records. Yeah, <laughs> but the reason why I'm going on to this next song is because it has a similar kind of um, sad story, in in my opinion. Um, Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Straight. I'm just gonna play it now. Everybody was Kung Fu. So yeah, you all know that. I mean, straight away. Interesting um, fact. Do you ever miss Ahmed? Yes. I You're... think we mentioned her on the podcast before. Did we? Yeah. Have we, First have or I, second episode. Have I mentioned the Miss Ahmed keeping it real like an arm bread before? Is yeah. that what I mentioned? Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think of. But Farah Ahmed out there listening to this. She uh, told us as a class that she wanted to walk down the aisle to Kung Fu fighting. Well, I always liked it. I like the image of her. She like, was the best. Karate teacher. kicking out of the back doors of a church. <laughs> right, so in his top five songs, and again, I'm going off Spotify. Yeah. You know. <coughs> so number one is Kung Fu Fighting uh, with like 11 million downloads or listens. Number two is Kung Fu Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> number five is Kung Fu Fighting Remix. And then he's got a... Kung Fu Fighting 40th Anniversary Remix Edition, 
And I think well, is that also in the top five? No, that's that's like his latest album, okay. and it's <laughs> sixteen album. songs, all of them remixes of Kung Fu Fighting. Right. So the reason why I he's lost I'm the plot, sure the last, is that he's yeah, he, I'm pretty sure it was a one hit wonder because everyone knows the song, everyone loves the song. I mean, great, Carl Douglas, you legend. But practically, that's the only song he's ever going to be known for. Yeah. You know, when you go into his house, he's got platinum records, and it's it's yeah. all Kung Fu Fighting. I rate him for it though because like as a rubbish footballer who occasionally scored a quite good goal I will spend the rest of my life reminding people who witnessed my quite good goals of that time I scored a quite good goal and he's just living his life his entire life as that do you remember when I made Kung Fu fighting that was good wasn't it and everyone's like yes Carl it was good (coughs) I wish I had the same story, but I'm always reminding people of the one goal I scored <laughs> where I basically just dribbled it over somebody's foot and uh, a player next to me was like, you might as well have that one. I was like, yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm having it. And in the same game, I could have, uh, I think, won the game or equalised and I decided to head the ball over the goal from about one yard out. It was it was harder to miss than it was to score. So you did play for... Arguably the maddest team I've ever watched play, though. (laughs) Just a bunch of kids that didn't want to be there. Oh, dear, that was a horrible time. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm going to put forward an argument right now that the 90s was the king slash queen of the one-hit wonder. Okay. And we're going to run through a top five. Are you ready? We are ready for the top five. As Anton Deck would have said in the 90s, are you ready to rumble? Let's get ready to rumble. Best bit of that song, where they say they're going to wreck the mic, wreck the mic, wreck the mic. Psych. <laughs> like people were panicking that they were actually going to wreck the mic. <laughs> no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. Oh, they're just kidding. <laughs> like first one, they're like, yeah, no, don't. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so number five, the Mock Turtles. So number four is Corner Shop with Brim Full of Asher. Dream alive from 
And number three, it's space with female of the species. So a number two is one of my favourite songs to play when I'm drunk along with Strange Things, Randy Newman, and it is called Every Morning, and it's Sugar Ray. Finally, number one, the undisputable king yeah. of the one-hit wonder, the song Everyone Born From, I'm going to say 1975 to 2015. 75? Oh, right, yeah. This is the age that everyone born within that mm. will die knowing this song. They are the ultimate one-hit wonder. Yeah. Can I just say, get your hands ready to clap? Yes. That was amazing. We sang along. Ultimate. I'd just like to say you are very right in that who the hell knows the second verse of that song. Yeah. It is it is the same as the English national anthem. We all <laughs> we all know the first verse and we love it. The rest is <laughs> It's kind of the same tune, so we'll still <laughs> I just sing the first one over again. Yeah. Um but as much as I kind of agree that that is Almost number one. I mean, of... can... And to hark back prior to those five tunes, are you going to agree with me? The 90s is the ultimate era of the one-hit wonder. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I can't think of anything I more I can almost prolific. think of ten more as well. Yeah. There were so many that I... I mean, literally we recorded seven of them. So... Yeah. <laughs> and we've cut it down to five. There was two fives and two threes, so... Yeah. Um, I think what we've kind of discovered as well is that TV shows... Um, they hold some of the biggest one-hit wonders yeah. ever. And I'm just going to play one now, and you're going to love it. I can't wait. Oh. 
just in time Head down the 405 Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. The phone rings in the car The wife is Laszlo Bane, Superman Can I just... From Scrubs Can I just offer this in slight reply to anglicise this? Yeah So, as I was just saying, this is going to be a long podcast. We have just decided that we're going to play a lot of music in this episode. Because this is... It's funny, <coughs> like... You reel off one one-hit wonder and you, you remember so many more. I feel like, if nothing else from this podcast, we've achieved uh, a kind of proving of the fact that to be a one-hit wonder is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. They might not it's shine long. It's a diamond long. in the rough. They might not shine long, but they shine bright. You can make an absolute classic that sticks with people for their entire lives. And okay, you didn't have five albums, but that one track, mm. that was the one. People still want to play 20 yeah. years down the line at the end of a party. Yeah. And am I going to am I gonna lose my shit to five albums worth of a band or am I going to lose my shit to the big one absolutely yeah anyone who saw the title One Hit Wonder and thought they're going to slag off a load of people I think yeah hopefully you've seen we really love all this music and all these bands and we're really appreciative of it yeah and there were so many songs tonight that if I was in a bar or a club and they played it these are the ones I you would go, lose my mind. Yeah, these are the ones you, know, you suddenly get prob- up and go, "Oh my god, it's this!" You know, my favorite bands in the world. I would lose my mind to some of these more than Foles, more than Macaulay's, more than Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, more than Taylor Swift. Like these are the guys. So, thank you. Hats off to you. Guys. Thank you to you, the One Hit Wonders. I just did a little bow a little to the bow. mic, and um, yeah, thanks for the music. So I say thank you for the music, the songs I'm singing. Thanks for all the joy they're bringing. Who can live without it? I ask in honesty. What would life be without a song? That's what I mean. So I say thank you for the music. Forgive me. So that was 007 episode. Mm-hmm. That didn't really make any sense. That was 007 episode. So as was mentioned in the intro, I'm ill and I want to go to bed, so I'm going to wrap this up really, really quickly. Do that. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe and rate us, please, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We'd like that very much. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, at Show, on Instagram, <laughs> at Show, on Facebook, forward slash track show on spotify track show music uh, at trackshow.co.uk and at hello at trackshow.co.uk 
I think that's the full list. Just watching you really not wanting to be doing this. I know. I'm just getting through the list. Oh, the list in my brain. But well done. Thank you. All I can say is, cool, man. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, next time you get to do the list. <laughs> All right. I'll it's really write easy. a list down. It's really deceptively easy. Because <laughs> it's just track show. <laughs> so, see you for episode eight next week. Who knows where it'll be. <laughs> Not even us. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye.